0: Al Gore. That's
1: me. Episode one hundred. Can you believe it? <laughs> and you are sick. Whoa, I'm so excited. <laughs> right before. Right before right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What I do. Ladies and gentlemen, podcast. this guy is in trouble with his sickness. He was up yeah. till three a.m. in Walmart apparently, or something like that. Yeah, a
0: couple nights ago, just walking around it's trying crazy. to find. What we were we trying around. to find?
1: Like something to make you make Day- you feel better. Nyquil,
0: Nyquil. You know.
1: <sighs> Bad, sad stuff. Yeah. Sad stuff. It's been going through the firm. And Lance has not been sick, knock on wood, knock well, on the yeah. wood table, because he's been out at the job site doing job site stuff. That's where
0: you need to be. That's
1: right. <laughs> that's where I need to be. I need, I need to live there. I have been living there. Uh, it's been good. But um, it's but, been yeah. good because we sold one of the units. We did. Well, Literally. we have one under contract, right? So under contract. Yeah. We, yeah, we should, uh, just to be specific. And we're, uh, we, so we have, there's two buildings that people have know if they've been listening to the podcast. The smaller building has the smaller units, and we have one under contract, plus the commercial unit technically under contract
0: because we're going to buy it. Well, we should should we do that soon? Like get all the paperwork, get everything. You know, yeah,
1: it'd be nice. Yeah, we should. We should. We figure out. What Let's lo- figure
0: out. We have a list of things to do. Let's get all that stuff in order first. Yeah. Let's focus. Prioritize. I don't even know who I'm talking to with this voice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: sorry. It's I'm Sorry to make you laugh. And, uh, and
1: then we have a potential second buyer on the hook yep maybe by the maybe by monday we might have the west building sold out which is incredible because we haven't even went vertical yet nope. meaning we sticks have not been put up yet yeah. i literally just sent al a huge, a picture of the, the giant lumber that's uh, package
0: it's massive right that's a lot of lumber yeah, so yeah. sticks are just lying down. They're yeah. not even doing anything. Um, but I got a quick story. Well, can can I interrupt and just talk about our partner? <laughs> I, I wouldn't know who I... Now I know who I'm talking to. Uh, it's Al Gore. Bim Smith, my friend. Oh, Bim Smith. Speaking of sticks, if you're making a wall assembly, I would go to bimsmith.com. Uh, go to their, their forge where you can basically start off from the uh, framing wall, right? Are you going to use... Two by sixes, two by eights. Are you gonna use metal studs, and you can build out by there, uh, from there to all of your siding. You can do pre-made ones, um, and then you can save them to your project. It's all free. Um, go there, it sign up, sign up and and check it out. So bimsmith.com.
1: Check them out. Check uh, them out.
0: Check them out. Check
1: them out. Check them out. I've got a I got a question for you, Al. I have an answer. Let's say you get Let's say you get a text message like this, okay? Let's say Let's say you own a architecture firm, <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you get a text message like this from an unknown number and they say something like, hello, how are you doing Scam. today? <laughs> Scam. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is Richard Odom, maybe Lamar Odom's brother. Yep. I would like to know if you can fulfill a job on architectural service. Let me know if you can do this. Thanks. Uh yeah you know, so you know you get and then you get another text message and it says hello actually then you get a phone call you can't understand this person and then you say hey I'm interested in the project I'm interested in the project text me your address and then they t- they actually do it okay mm-hmm. and they say hello here's the lot address and then in quotation in in parentheses sorry TBD Saint Ferrain, Longmont Colorado 8050 I would like to have a de- a design for six beds bedrooms, two story story is spelled S T O R E Y, all suite suite is spelled S U I T with two living rooms foyer, master. There's a comma missing between foyer and master. Well, suite playroom. Let me finish. Let me finish. Mm. Kitchen <laughs> kitchenette. I don't even know what a kitchen plus kitchenette is. Laundry room and three cars garage. And we'll like access. The living room from the garage also have a link with the master bedroom if there's anything that can suit my taste, which I am yet to include please please advice hope you accept credit card as a mode of payment for the drawing right. plan and designs, and I will appreciate it if you can get back to me with the
0: following details. Would you respond to them? well, I would until the last sentence because it could be English <laughs> as a second language yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly, and we have um there's
1: a couple, there's actually a Russian couple, I don't even think I've told you about this, who wants us to design their house,
0: and they're real too, yeah. obviously, you know what I mean? So, uh, so did you find out that this was a scam? The the, the I hope you accept credit card. Well, like someone else ow. on our Facebook group, on our inside of the firm, posted a email that they got, and I go, any anytime someone says, do you accept money? You know, like, credit card, check, wire transfer, like... You just can stop the conversation. You know what people
1: accuse me and you of? Several, like I get this once or at least once a week now. At this point, they they go, "How do, how are you doing all these things? How are you teaching? How are you raising a family? Doing the podcast, building, designing, all these things? How do you have time?" And then and then I go and then I go and I do stuff like this, and I ha- apparently I have time to troll a scammer. <laughs> So you you would have just ignored him, Al, but I responded with, Thanks, but can you text me the entire address? TBD makes no sense. You're missing a digit for the zip code. Then he responds, Hey, sorry, it was mistakes. I respond, No problem. Retext it with no mistakes, please. I am very interested. So he responds, This is hilarious. It's TBD. (laughs) St. Brain Longmont 80501. That's how it was provided by the owner I bought it from. Then I go, TBD? Question mark. That means to be determined usually. Please check with the owner again. Maybe on your deed of trust. The TBD should actually be a number. This is like six in the morning. <laughs> uh, example 17533 St. Brain Road, eight zero five zero one. And then he responds back the next day. This is like this is like all week. Just so you know, this is all week. Several times. <laughs> <laughs> <Like. laughs> morning, how are you doing today? Just heard from my surveyor agent this morning that I still need to settle some fee. You, you'll like the end of this, I promise, Al. Uh, that's why the address provided is like that. It's five zero one. So guess what I did, Al? I went, I went. Oh, I went on the Boulder County's Assessor's website, looked up the address. I go, good morning, doing well. I looked up the property using five zero one Saint Berain Road, Longmont, Colorado eight hundred five zero one, but it came up as invalid. Sent him a screenshot. Who is your realtor and who sold you the property? What is their number so I can call them to get the correct address? There's a point to this, by the way. Oh, and then he goes, okay. He or she, who knows. Okay, I will get back to you soon. I said, excellent. And he says, he said it was a mistake that another property he sent to me. Do you understand? And I said, sure. What is your surveyor's number? Maybe I can call him directly. Obviously, he doesn't give me the surveyor's number. But what he does do, and this is what's important is, gives me a real address with an empty lot. Like this, then yeah so I looked it up and it's a real empty lot down down south so here. So maybe
0: this isn't a scam. Yeah.
1: 501 Ridge Avenue, Longmont, Colorado 80501. I looked it up. It's a empty lot. Yeah. It was recently sold. Very very realistic. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with this story. All this you'll see it's funny. Uh yeah. <laughs> and then I go nice property. Your name is Richard Odom. Yes? He goes, "Yes. What about you?" So then he asked my name and I didn't I didn't do that. Um, and then I said, strange, that's not the name that comes up. Long story short, Al, okay, cut into the chase. And he goes, I gave him an estimate and he goes, great. So I told him $25,000, uh, I will need a $5,000 um, deposit. deposit in Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> so, then, so then I looked up uh, this Bitcoin wallet address for a nonprofit that I that I help out with. And uh, he would never get to send me the Bitcoin but if you, if you, so if you get a message like that, either have fun with it or just dismiss it. But if you're having fun, please do what I did. So, you, said,
0: so you're convinced this is a scam because <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm convinced man. it's
1: not. No, 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 this is a scam. Oh, Here, I'll tell you why it's a scam. Like yeah. here, uh, this is why it's a scam is because then yesterday I get another text message from another number that says, hi, this is James. I'll like to confirm if you do architecture service uh, like drawings plan and design if you accept credit card as payment. So then I took a screenshot of the original one and yeah. I go, strange that I would also get the same message from you as I did from this person. Yeah, Nobody's sending text messages to get architecture. To get architecture. And then, wh- like you said, Al, in the inside the firm group, the same exact kind of style of message yeah. got emailed. Yeah. So email and text... They just Yeah, and the and the real deal is. Oh, I was on the job site yesterday. Got a phone call from a potential client, and they said, "Yeah, we own property, Boulder County. We, we want to tear down this house, build a new one. Would like to come into the office. No yeah. hesitation. They want to meet you face to face. Come into the office. Yeah, so, I agree. I but agree. I had a ball. Good trolling about the Bitcoin. Good. Really hoping I could get the Bitcoin yeah. sent to me because uh, that's like a that's like a no brain. Like if I could actually get Bitcoin, I don't know. I mean. It's, you can't track them because they're all anonymous transactions, right? That's the whole idea behind them. They're secure. So by, if somebody... if somebody, I will send you a free Inside the Firm t-shirt if you can get somebody to send you Bitcoin like that. Do it. <laughs> cool. Sorry. Good. All right. Then I got, an, I got something else for you, yeah. okay? I want to dissect this. So I got this email. I'm not going to name who it's from. But it seems like uh, there's... A, so there's a sponsor that has been coming up on my Facebook feed that is from an architect um and they have they claim that they have this method but i want to dissect this with you out um because what was hilarious is i got this email but then i also got this article that we were going to talk about that i called you about cuz i thought you put it on there but apparently it was me so it all came full circle but i want i want to dissect this for you like if you if you got this kind of advice and you're a business owner and you know our 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 gross revenue continues to go up mm-hmm. because we think we're, do- we're building a fundamentally sound business, right? Right. All right. So this is, this is not a scam. This is like a real deal. <clears throat> okay, Lance, what I'm about to share with you is not easy for me to share. In mm-hmm. the past few years, I've made big mistakes. However, this one that I have is some level of shame. It's probably cost me
0: the most amount of money and definitely the most about of sleep. Is this, is this an email where... Um like this isn't a private email. Like this is their marketing story. This
1: is their marketing story. So that that's why I want to dissect this to see if there's some, you know, like, how would we, how would, what would we tell somebody um, or, mm. or, or, or it, is our approach maybe better than this person so that they can avoid the next, literally the next line that I'm about to read you. Uh, it probably cost me the most amount of money and definitely the most out of sleep. See, the first time I tried to scale my business, I failed. Mm. I failed hard and slipped into a $150,000 debt. Ooh. Don't worry, I've bounced back. So what the heck happened? Well, I'll tell you. But just know I'm not proud of it and it's one of the things I messed up the most. I can tell you that I was it was not the market or the industry or the internet, no plants, it was all me. Your talent uh, some extreme ownership. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, uh lance have you ever lived <laughs> as he's wearing the shirt discipline equals freedom this says how uh, lance have you ever lived or sorry lance have you ever heard or lived this before well the year i fo- founded blah 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 media we did four hundred thousand uh dollars worth of um, revenue to be honest i felt invisible uh i thought i had made it I think he meant invincible and also thought that every year moving forward was going to double or triple that. My character changed and I started operating from the wrong mindset. I started working with the wrong clients for the wrong reasons. My goal was to grow to multiple seven figures. That's literally one of our goals, right? What my big ego was blinding me from was the fact that I didn't even have a real business. I didn't have predictability. I didn't have the consistent lead flow. I didn't have a sales process. I didn't have any of the six pillars of a sustainable business. I had a hustle, not a business, amongst all the work. And after all exhausting our small startup team, I I started to hire more people. Lance, well, guess what happened next? Well, number one, I overshot up to the roof. Overheard shot up to the roof. I focused, number two, I focused all on delivery. Three, and we kind of did this recently, focused just on the delivery, right? Getting down to that, that goal line. Uh, number three, marketing stopped. Four, sales stopped. Five, ego didn't stop. Six, I burnt our... The, small thing, the smart thing to do was to cool things down and focus on my pillars, but my ego couldn't face the fact that I, I didn't have a real business. Uh, our success came from talent and trouble. At this point, I was disconnected from my wife. I was disconnected from my baby son. I was disconnected from my friends. I was disconnected from my health. I was... One hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt. Um, so this is the kind of the gist of what he's what he's doing. So the the lessons that he learned was number one, a mentor. He had help. He had a mentor that was two steps ahead of him. Two, a solid team that went went all in with me. And three, a solid partner that supported me through it. So yeah, what do we? What are what what are we do different? What do other people what should other people do fundamentally different than like what some some guy a guy like this did?
0: Well, it's funny is that it's not just him. So Jim Collins uh, I just got his little monograph which is like a short little book called The Flywheel. It's actually really good. You could read it in, you know, 2 hours. But he Jim Collins, you, you know him, he has multiple books, good to great, you know, all all this other stuff. Yep. And he just touched briefly he has why, like why big companies fall, right? And they normally f- fall after they're re- reaching like records success, and one of it is that they 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 get so self confident confident that they put blinders on themselves and the 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 whole e- ego thing. Like, did that.
1: they say anything like that? They they are
0: unconsciously doing that, you know, sort of like, or is it yeah. both? No, I think it is somewhat. Uh, unconscious just think about it success after success fills your ego you know so then it gets bigger then more success more success until it becomes you know it explodes right that that's what he was getting at one there's many factors but that was one point that was very consistent like they circuit city hey we're great at this we'll do this blah 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 this is where it's gonna go did you know circuit city made carmax and carmax is doing great no no so Circuit City got beat by Best Buy and Amazon. Carmax? Yeah, CarMax. So CarMax is basically online you can sell and stuff, yeah. Okay. Well but but basically what CarMax, you know there's used car sales yeah. all over the place. You you've seen all of them. Every every time. Literally on Main Street. Yeah. So they systematized and made it organized and made it professional. Mm-hmm. So like they'll probably continue to grow. And it'll be you know a professional place rather to go rather than just like you know buying off a of, you know Jimmy. But anyways, their ego got ahead of them. They literally sold that productive part of their company and kept with their failing part and did not, you know, change that part where there was a clear transition over that they could have done. They could you know, um, so. What I'm getting at here is, that, you know, as we're as we're growing, and I think you've seen some of this at least from my side, and, and you've taken it up too, is like how do we grow and create a system, right? Our task list, you know, knowing when things are due, knowing when things are going to come up. Uh, for me, like making sure I review things like that, but without becoming too bureaucratic, you know. Um, because one thing I I'm thinking about implementing and, and bringing it up to the guys. When you go to the doctor's office, there's an intake form. When you like when you sign up for insurance, there's an intake form. You know, after a client's signed signed the contract, I think it'd be very easy because normally it's me or you, you know, same thing, with another guy on the project. They could reach out and say, Hey, I have this intake form. I got most of the stuff figured out, but I just need to You know, double check on these things. You know, is this the address
1: we're going to use? Is this the phone number we're going to use? Are you the point of contact? But, but, but not only, not only
0: that, but like, um, it, it it, it says in the contract, you know, that you guys are getting a surveyor. You know, like, are you guys on that? It says that, um, or, or that we should have a soil. I
1: think it's brilliant because that's one of the things I've been trying to get across is like, guys, look at the contract. You see the very first little bullet point is do the research on what we need to do for submittal. What? Items that we have to do identify them right away again. This, like, that's why the
0: surveyor, the soils engineer, MEP, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, what, what I kind of get from this is that this guy went on his own momentum of success and then realized that he got so far and there was nothing under him, no besides, substance, besides him just doing all this hustle. Yeah, no substance, just all hustle, no process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know what kind of question you're asking, but was is that the lesson? That's the literally it.
1: That's literally it. That's literally it. And that's actually, again, I'm not going to name who this guy is. <laughs> but I was so struck by this email, and it it, it, it just made me kind of self-reflect on uh, where we're at. and Because I get scared about it. You know, I was... <laughs> As we As we keep doing like the things you just said that Jim Collins brings up is these people you know you're riding sort of this hockey stick uh, level raise of revenue gen generation projects and all other stuff, and are we you know how do we how do we keep how do we not think that we're invincible, like this guy kind of described that he is? So one of his taglines is literally leveraging process instead of hustle to scale sustainability instead of chasing down the leads. So concentrating on that on that process and making sure that we have substance at the end of the day and we don't lose, you know, any of that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's great, and I think it's necessary. Um, I even think, you know, I've written down some notes in because we have like an F9. I think we call it like our leadership folder or something yep. like that. But um, hiring process. Just to just for me and you to, to formalize that, meaning, okay, we have the interview, we have the resume, but like literally check, like, did you check the GPA? Did you check, the you know, like give them assignment? Here, here was a... Oh, even a trial period. It, it, did I tell you about one of our, our
1: favorite MEP engineers? He goes, we we have them come into the office. We pay them for one day. They yeah. come in and they perform some simple tasks and that's part of it before we even pull the trigger. That's just how it works. You pay them for that one day. I, I think we, I you- think
0: we need to do that. I should send you a link. Um, So uh, we are going to get interviewed on another podcast. I don't even know if I told you this. Probably Alex and I barely talk. This is what this podcast is about. (laughs) So someone wants to interview us, you know. And I listen to one or two. I'm going to send you the link to the podcast and then like the time to listen to. I'll put it in the show notes for everyone to hear. Right? Because this guy has a seven level hiring process. Wow. Right? And, and and it's great. And some of it is the stuff that you normally do. You know, do an interview, check the resumes, stuff like that. But he says, okay, give them a task. Uh, I'm actually morphing this into something that we could do. Yeah. Right? Because he sells like insurance or something, right? Yeah. Um, Give them a task and then redline that task and then have them to see if they can pick up, to see if they can change. That. I'm like, oh, that's... What the... We like, should, why are we not why, doing hey, that?,
1: thank you. That's why was the next stupid sentence out of my stupid mouth was, "Why yeah. are we not doing that? Why haven't we done that? Yeah,
0: and you know fact, why?
1: I'll tell you why, Everybody who's listening, plus Al. yeah. Uh, because we just started this from scratch, and we're just doing it on the fly still yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody, yeah. that's the thing. Again, that is the thing. School, I I don't care. Like, I I really don't... Like, do you believe that the business schools teach you? Like, here's how you hire somebody. Here's the proper way to hire somebody. Here's... here's I, I like... There's well, there's here, so much... Like, do, do they understand econ 101? Yeah, generally. I guess you get the, all that stuff, financing and interest. But, like, these fundamental
0: things that you don't learn in school, I
1: think, is where the bread and the butter from the business comes
0: and, from. And, and they might, but here's the hard thing. So, I was talking to one of our students, and they... um what's so funny. I go, I go, keep this book, whatever book they're at my desk. I go, keep that book because in five years from now, that's going to be very relevant. You don't even know what's relevant about that yet. Right. Um, so everyone's heard, everyone knows people, people are key. Like the number one, there's so many business books about the first thing you need to do is get great people, you know? And what we've learned is, okay, let's make a great training process. That's one thing that like, I think we do very well and that we want to impart to other firms is like, man, have, have, have it laid out, have them train, have them review stuff, have example sets, have a template, have a tutorial, all this other stuff. But <coughs> if great people is that important, do you have a great hiring process? Us right now? No, we have some cool ideas that are mismatched and 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 kind of get implemented here and there, but we don't have a great process that's put put out there. Yeah, I agree. We I, that's a, absolutely. We ours we could be
1: way better. <laughs> yeah, way better. Yeah.
0: So um, I I had one cool leader thing leadership thing that happened at at work last week, this week actually. So um, you know, Jock always says extreme ownership. You take ownership for something. So let's say someone, this wasn't actually me. This was one of the guys working with one of the other guys at the firm. So I actually didn't even come up with this. But, you know, one guy was having a problem getting getting tasks done. And they realized that if they broke the tasks into smaller chunks, they'd do amazing. You know, they'd instead of giving them a list of 25 things, give a list of four things or six things. And then they'd knock it out. And I go, wow. Like, what if... Who knows who that could apply to? Like, what if, you know, you got rid of someone just because of that or, or, you know, like they fit perfectly if you just change the way that you gave them stuff. And I guess it was cool just because that makes sense because you could have a list of 20 things and just give them six at a time. Right. But like, what else is there something that we're not even thinking about? You know, how people learn or want to do tasks that we're not even doing. Um, so, I thought that was cool insight.
1: That is cool insight, Mr. Yeah. Gore. Yeah. This is a short one. What do we got next? We have a friend, Nick. Nick Reeds. Nick Reads, who is building like crazy right now, by the way. If you're not following him, you should follow him on Instagram, and you should follow him on LinkedIn. Uh, Nicholas Renard with Dig Architecture. He does really cool stuff, and he's inspiring
2: to watch. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A pattern. Why is it people don't dance in the streets today? All over the earth, people once danced in the streets. In theater, song, and natural speech. Dancing in the street is an image of supreme joy. Many cultures still have some version of this activity. But in those parts of the world that have become modern and technically sophisticated, this experience has died. Communities are fragmented. People are uncomfortable in the streets, afraid of one another. Not many people play the right kind of music. People are embarrassed. Certainly, there is no way in which change in the environment, as simple as the one which we propose, can remedy these circumstances. But we detect a change in mood. The embarrassment and the alienation are recent developments, blocking a more basic need. And as we get in touch with these needs, things start to happen. It is in this atmosphere that we propose a pattern. Where the feeling of importance of the activity re emerging, then the right setting can actualize it and give it roots. The essentials. Are straightforward. A platform for musicians, hard surfaces for dancing, places to sit and lean for people who want to rest, provisions for some drink and refreshment. The whole thing where people congregate. Dancing in the street. A Pattern Language by Christopher Alexander. Friends, take a moment with me this weekend. Go a little crazy and dance in the street. Toodles!
1: Only if you recover, Al, are you going to be dancing yeah, in the street? I'm sick. Hopefully
2: on
0: so, Walmart in the aisles. So, so I get a rant. I don't know if any of that is true. At all. <laughs> Almost all that, you know, who dances in the street? Are you talking about like old-timey movies where it was, you know, like dancing in the literally it's a musical are you talking about you know europe because they have small spaces that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say europe multiple times and i didn't see any dancing in the street no way i saw dancing in the street nope new york all the time you got people dancing in the street for money giving you a show (laughs) you have these flash mobs so people are dancing in the street i don't buy that whole thing nick i'm sick (laughs) so i get to say what i think that was all nonsense. Yeah. Even though, I love Christopher Alexander, but it was like You got to read it,
1: the, You it, have to read that book though. There's Christopher Alexander I know no I know well, you have I'm talking in general if you're going to take the
0: test, the ARE test, there's Christopher Alexander questions on that. But I I feel like it's... you know, Christopher Exa- Alexander I really like. But so I'm not don't get that I'm knocking on him. But it's like an <laughs> Like, just some cranky guy. Like, I don't see any dancing in the street when I look outside, so I'm going to write this article that no one's what's, dancing in what's the so, street, what's so, and then this is what we need to do. It's just nonsense. Nick, nonsense. What? <laughs> nonsense.
1: What's so weird about Al, this is my own observation, is like, how, how much he criticizes... Um, Criticism? No. philosophy Like, philosophy, and like, foo-foo philosophy, foo-foo art, foo-foo <laughs> stuff, foo-foo stuff. Yeah. Yet here he is uh, going out there and creating Fufu Amazon HQ2 in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> so he still has this amazing ability to go f- and try to do really big ideas, space stuff. Should, I don't even know about the space stuff that he's doing at really his own house. He's, he's, he's Yeah, he's coming up with like designs for space and space travel and all these other things. But then, when it comes to anybody else doing that stuff, it's like, eh, I'm not doing it. Because, like, me and my wife, we have giant pieces of art in our house. We we go to first Fridays in Denver. We like we love art, especially you know crazy weird art that means nothing. I don't know. But then, but then at the same time, Lance is like this super practical A to B guy. I don't know.
0: This is what the heck? What's what's wrong with us? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. (laughs) Here's the difference that pushes me off the edge. Because even in my stuff, it's a good selling point to contrast yourself by saying this isn't how it is and this is how it should be. So you could sit there and complain about how it is, which is, you know, hey, there's no dancing in the street. If we make these spaces, we could, right? The difference is I can't stand when it seems like, oh, you guys need to make stuff better. You need to do like when it's just telling other people what to do. My stuff that I do that you just said is is me proposing a solution. If anyone's willing to pay me, you know, I'll do it. So, like, just as cri- – like, I just don't –
1: There's got to be – I think what you're getting at is there's got to be an end game to the whole thing. And, you know, it's just like there's there's plenty of A. Like, I, what I would describe that is what Nick just read is there's plenty of A there, but what where's the B? Like, are you going to get to the B or is it just A for the sake of A?
0: Yeah. Or, you know – but but also in that case, you know, because Christopher Alexander, or he has a lot of sketches in his book, said could say, okay, do plazas like this, do pl-. so, he could be doing s- some of that. But I still just don't buy his premises that there was a bunch of dancing in the street, like, I I, I just don't I just don't buy it. W- was there was there am I am I misinformed that everyone in the eighteen hundreds that you know could barely get over. Syphilis, we're dancing in the street. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> were, were there flash mobs 100 years ago no. dancing in the street? Probably not. Yeah, all right, all Nick. Right. I don't know. Text me, maybe, maybe I'll be <laughs> on the couch tonight and you'll, you'll yell at me through the phone. <laughs> um,
1: hopefully, hopefully. All right, with that, we're going to bring in the guys for ARE Jeopardy.
0: What is any horizontal load on a building, including the load from wind or earthquake? That would, you know, so that's the definition. It's called either A, load, B, trace load, C, concentrated load, D, lateral load. So it's a horizontal. Okay. You guys got it? Look at that. No. What was it? It was a... Trace load. I mean, A... Uh, Horizontal load on a building, including load from wind or earthquake. D, 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 D. You are all correct. Correct. Lance, you want to give me that marker over there?
1: I'm going to give you this marker.
0: He did it. All right. Everyone got that. Congratulations. Uh, Question two. Two Two-way shear, which occurs in a flat slab or spread footing, is called A, punching shear, B, point load, C, trace load, D, Double trouble. Double trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Two way shear. (laughs) It's double trouble, guys. Come on. Just write that. What a silly boy. (laughs) Two way shear, which occurs in flat slab or spread footings, is called A. Punching shear. B. Point. (laughs) (coughs) Point load. Yeah, point load. C. Trace load. D. Double trouble. What do we got? A B C A A is the answer. A is the answer. So we got two guys are one step ahead. Yep. Yeah. So two two something, one, two one two. one two. Yep. So Punching shear. Punching shear. Did
1: you know that Lance? Yep. All right. This comes directly from the Mark Two job site Numbers, hey, I know. Hey,
0: time out. Did you know Jackson thought that it was that Mark just named it and we went. With it? No, but
1: I love it. Uh, That's hilarious. It's like that. Uh. All right. (laughs) Number three. You are at a job site and notice that the number five structural rebar in a concrete footing is overlapped where a splice occurs. What is the exact length that the splice should be? A, 24 inches. B, 25 inches. C, 18 inches. D, 6 inches. So you're talking about
0: overlapping rebar, right? Yep,
1: overlapping rebar, splicing it. What's that? C, 18 inches. D, 6 inches. All right. We have A, C, A, A. None are correct. B is the correct answer.
0: 25.
1: We need to update a common detail just so you know. Ooh.
0: uh Gresh, can you put that on your to-do list? Because I feel like if we don't assign it now.
1: Uh, okay, uh, and, so it's 25 inches. All right. Now, I'm not going to – I don't want – just let's see how this one goes, okay? Number four, what is the general rule of thumb for rebar splicing on a structural application? A, 50 times the rebar diameter – 50 times the diameter of, re- of the bars, C, 40 times the diameter of the bars, C, 30 times the diameter of the bars, or D, 40 times the diameter of the bars. I guarantee this is no, going to no, come no. Sorry, up on one you of you that question.
0: wrong. you said that wrong. Oh. D, 20 times.
1: 20 damage. times. Sorry. Oh, let me, re- let me yeah, I'll repeat the whole thing. Number four, what is the general rule of thumb for rebar splicing on a structural application? A, 50 times the diameter of the bars, B, 40 times the diameter of the bars, C, 30 times the diameter of the bars, or D, Twenty times the diameter of the bars. We have a a a a. All are incorrect. Now we have to have a runoff.
0: So so. Next uh, next next person to guess, array.
1: How yeah? How about this? How about this? Um, exactly. I'll narrow it down. Should I? How how do you want to do this? Oh, no. Just, just just
0: first to person to guess. First person to guess. Okay.
1: First person to guess. Is it? Yep. It was. <laughs> yeah it was it was so the guess was sorry for all you terrestrial listeners the no, no no sorry, don't worry <laughs> they're calling unfair. I love it. uh the correct answer is b forty times the diameter of the bars. I had to look this up myself <coughs> because I was placing rebar as a general contractor for the slabs to see what the overlap needs to be, so that's where you get so if you take number five structure rebar, which is five eighths right. And you divide divided by eight is .625, Times that by forty, you get twenty five inches. That is what the correct splicing should be. So don't ever forget that. Just forty x is the general rule of thumb. Like there might be more depending on I don't know, maybe a specific from one of like our engineers. Six, but know that six, if you, you are, are if you are the architect, that's the general rule. Okay, guys, good one, good one to learn. Nice. Uh, Al, you going to take us off or just cough us? are you going to cough us out of this podcast? That's what podcast? I just cough and you just fade to black. <laughs> fade, to black. fade to black. Uh,
0: if you want to learn Revit, go to RevitRocketship.com. It's put together by Lance and myself. It's been taught to hundreds of students at CU. Uh, everyone at the firm has went through the program and they all give it a thumbs up. They're, <laughs> they're doing it. So uh, it, it's guaranteed. Uh, so if you don't like it, you get your money back. But go check that out. Lance, over to you. If you are a student or
1: a general practitioner, either way, it doesn't matter, or just just a a family friend of Alex and I, or just a friend who listens to this podcast, share your favorite episode with somebody. Tell them to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll see you next.